You are not, you are not listening, listening, listening. What it do, what it is, what it ain't. It's your boy Brandon Alexander back at it again with another episode. I know you guys miss me. I know I've been gone for a minute, but you know, nevertheless, I'm here. Um, also, I want to give a huge shout out to you guys, because if it hadn't been for you, I wouldn't be here. So you're awesome. You're amazing. And keep being excellent. Um, I have to, you know, introduce this dope person beside me and the people who are listening. Yes, we're on Facebook Live. So y'all need to go ahead and, and um, follow us on Facebook. I don't know how many times I got to say this. If you really want to follow the movement, if you really want to support just just look at us, man. It ain't hard. I know I ain't the best looking thing. You know, my breath be hitting kind of, kind of some of the time. So no lie. No lie. It's not that I don't brush. So don't say that. Because I know come, some of y'all coming for me because you're childish. Yeah. But um, whatever, whatever. Because I'm about to ramble. Um, could you please let these people know who you are? Hello, everybody. My name is lovely Lexi G, a.k.a. Lexi. Your favorite person in the world. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. The go, the go, the go. The go. I'm a little goatish. Yeah. Um, no bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Um, I'm also a podcaster now as well. Yep. Let them um, know about it. Let them know about the it. Galaxy Network podcast. I Plug know it in. my fellow people miss me. I'm so sorry. I've had to take my own break, and so I'm excited to be here. And this is my first live. With this guy. It's lit. It's lit. It's lit. Um, I just want to thank you for coming out because, like, the the people really do love you. I'm not going to lie. And I've been trying not to really, you know, put you in like that because I know you got your own thing going on. You got your own stuff you got to do. But nevertheless, we're going to get into it. You feel me? So today, I want to talk about something that I feel that is real big, man. I, I think it's big because, like, we deal with it all the time. I'm talking about double standards, people. So... I think it's funny how, like, you know how you feel, you feel how to say that, right? So, I think it's funny how, like, say, for instance, y'all can wear wigs and stuff, but as soon as a brother try to put on a wig, it's an issue. It's a problem. So, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. <laughs> like, my bald-headed brothers, I'm standing up for you. I know I got hair, but I'm defending you. I'm here. I'm here for you. Let's go. I'm tired of you. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I don't have a problem if... You- my man has to wear a wig, but if you look good bald, I just rather you be bald. And if a full beard comes to play with that, I'm cool with that. Okay, let's switch it then. Let's look at Tinder. You saw his profile. He's bald headed on one picture. Another picture, my man got a fade. And then another picture, my boy got a fro with braids. I don't know how that even works, but let's talk about it. Boom. Okay. Um. First of all, you're going to have to tell me that you got a wave. I, I, I mean, I need to know exactly what's happening because at any point in time, if we ever get to that place where we're like physical with each other mm-hmm. and it starts to get sweaty and it starts to lift. Yeah, that's not cute. That's, a- that's not cute. That's just like right now I am short haired. But if I had a wig and you were like, babe, is this a wig? Absolutely. I'm going to tell you it's a wig because... Mm-hmm, you it won't. can come off. Like, <laughs> well, snatch that thing. It, it, don't touch it. Not right now. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Voila. Magic. I know that's right. I know that's right. No, no, I don't. I don't agree with that part. But I mean, a lot of people do things to make themselves look better. So yeah, it's more about how they feel on the inside that really matters. Because outward appearance is kind of 
help you when they kind of hinder you at the same time. So, yeah. Okay, so would you enable him if he's coming to that, like, let's say if you're dating an older dude, and he's coming to that, that stage in his life where he wants to change up his look, he feel like he's losing his youth, so he, he uses those wigs and stuff like that. Would you enable him, or would you more so be real with him and be like, you know what, I don't think you should just adjust to the situation you're having. Um, I feel like, first of all, it's the communication between us and, like, how I feel about it. And then mm-hmm. the second thing is kind of like, not why, but it's kind of like the manner of, okay, like, I accept it, it looks good. Like, if it looks good on you, I'm not going to, why, 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 why change the wheel? It's already created. But um, if it looks good on them, I'm not against it personally. Mm. But um, I know some women she would feel slighted. It. I'm not against it now. I Fellas, ain't, I ain't, come on. I ain't We're against winning. it. I ain't against it. I ain't All against right. It. You got to be you, though, like when you come to the table with it. Because I feel like if that's what you want to do, if you feel like you're getting older in that way and you don't want to, you still want to be youthful, there's other ways besides hair. Mm-hmm. You know, it's physical body. You know, if you're like, hey, babe, I want to work out more. I want to change our diet. Like, I want to live a lot longer. Like, we can get into that. That's just on period. But I mm-hmm. think you just got to be authentic with you. So. Mm. All right, so let's switch the dynamic of the double um, standards. So when it comes to just, like, approach, like, women don't want to really approach a guy. They really want the guy that they're looking for to be receptive to them. And, you know, you do certain things to get his eye. But why is it such a downfall for some sisters to really want to um, approach that guy that they want initially? Um, It's a society thing. Um, It's a... Definitely a huge double standard. I've seen people, women that have just like been dominant in that way and like been like, hey, look, you cute. Like, what's mm-hmm. up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm with it. But I'm with it. I'll say this as well. It mm-hmm. also is how it's being receptive and received. Mm-hmm. If some men don't like overly aggressive women in that way. Because they're like, oh, she's taking my masculinity away. Oh my gosh, like my t-. some some people think that way now. Okay, I, you know, okay, I gotta play yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, right, you're right. Period. Everybody who knows me, I gotta play devil's advocate. So devil's advocate is like this. I understand why some women are bold with it because, I mean, I was like that in some parts. Like if I wanted you, I'm gonna talk to you. That's how it was gonna be. Mm-hmm. I was gonna make my presence known. We gonna have a little bit of conversation. I might slip myself in there. Mm-hmm. You think about me is cool, you okay. know, and then we come back. But there's ways to do it. Yeah, I feel like some people can be overly aggressive depending on what the situation is. If it's mm-hmm. status, if it's you know, when you add, you know, I gotta bring the social science thing to the table. When you add right. all of these aspects to the table, it makes a, a big difference. Mm-hmm. So if Say, for instance, you're worth a million dollars and I'm worth a million dollars. Okay. I think you're attractive. I think this will work mm-hmm. because we look good. But then when I start talking to you, I was like, oh, he's like, or you start talking to me like, Mm-mm, something mm-hmm. about her just don't sit right. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's deeper, but I'm not going to take it that deep because of the fact that some people just are not ready for that conversation at this point. So I got to mm-hmm. keep, I got to keep it a hundred. I got to keep it a hundred because mm-hmm. I have to tell myself that as we're growing in youth, mm-hmm. we have a different perspective yeah. and we start changing our perspective based off our status, based off of what we're doing, based off of like where our life is religiously, non-religiously, spiritually, friend wise. So everything's changing for us. If you're yeah. like in the, we're like mid twenties, I ain't going to say my age because yeah. that's, that's none of your business. <laughs> Um, but I'm still fine. Um, but if you almost knocking on 30, you're thinking about different things. Yeah. But if you choose somebody with a younger 
age but then have a older mindset it just it's all about mindset bro it's yeah. all about mindset um yeah. and that's just major like major key period that's something that you got to plug in you got to be like look how is this person going to benefit me after i get past the okay i approached him mm-hmm. like okay i approached him and then now it, it's just like i feel like being aggressive is one thing that sisters feel because i feel that i get that all the time with my demeanor and how i'm presented like i always get that oh she's not nice she's like really really mean and i'm and, and i'm not like yeah, that i just it's just hard. expressive yeah i'm yeah, just yeah. expressive and yeah. i'm passionate and sometimes that comes off a little bit different but like i said with men and women even when men approach us mm-hmm. how do we know if it's real you know mm-hmm. that's another question to, to level up like how do we know it's real because mm-hmm. it's harder for us to be like dang like he's actually genuinely pursuing me mm-hmm. so how do i know that but i think it's a past getting against ego Mm. And just being like, okay, I deserve this. Mm. Even if it may not seem like I do right now, but I deserve it. I've always deserved it. Mm-hmm. And having that worth within is like so important. Because mm. I don't care if I come to you and you don't believe that. Why should I talk to you? If you're down about yourself, you don't like you. If I'm coming to you aggressively talking about what's happening with it. And you talking about, whoo. Mm. You talking about, mm, I want to talk to her because. She came up to me and now I'm uh, now I'm tripping. Like it's, it's, tripping. it's dope that you say that though, because it's like okay, so knowing you have to have a sense of mental awareness to be able to even go that route. But still, we preach the whole knowing yourself when introducing yourself to somebody. So like, say for instance, like you come with your standards and you come with your um, like what you call them non-negotiables you mm-hmm. know with dating and just approaching people and you you list these things without actually knowing them and sometimes those non-negotiables can be negotiable varied on certain certain situations but yet you have it so set in your mind you're, you're mentally conditioned to say this is bad if i see it it's bad mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so how do we get past that point then mm, i can say that if you're getting with someone i think i've learned this like some things are non-negotiable where like um Mm -hmm. we can get real personal real quick like if i say i'm not i'm waiting to have sex till marriage like that's a choice that i have and you're like hey you know we start doing other things and i already told you it was a non-negotiable but i went against it not saying that it's not bad to do so i feel like there's limits to it you mm. gotta put you gotta set that boundary if that's what you want if that's what you acquired you made that known from the door not saying that the person will never fulfill it it's just if you want me to respect your non-negotiable you have to respect mine and mm. the first part about it is it's like okay i'm presenting to you it's like to be i feel like to to really truly be honest it's like when we're talking about this it's like a plate of food mm, you okay. already know you got turkey you already know you got dressing however people call it stuff and dressing Come on, talk you already shit, know talk you shit. got you already know you talk got gravy yeah, you already yeah. know you got a little bit of yeah. you know ham or whatever but mm-hmm. everything that you that's on that plate is what you like yeah so what you like to eat or basically that's yourself mm-hmm. different parts to you the good the bad it might be some things that you really don't really care for but you'll you'll make ways and make moves but i feel like if the if i'm comfortable with the person yeah. i feel like a non-negotiable doesn't go out the window mm-hmm. it can be tailored mm-hmm. because relationship is just tailored and mm-hmm. that's in every aspect not even just not even just like relationship relationship Okay, so let's say, let's switch it to an actual thing that a lot of us seen before. Mm-hmm. So, a great example is, like, the Parkers. You got, um, 
Monique and the professor. Mm-hmm. So you, she's steady chasing them, steady chasing them, and then she gets to a point where he's not really wanting her, but then she pulls back from him, and then he starts wanting her. You get what I'm saying? So in dynamics like that, when do we create these barriers for ourselves to notice like, hey, maybe this isn't serving me or maybe I need to check my my wants versus my needs because mm-hmm. she made it seem like it was a want to have him. Well, no, she made it like it was a need to have him mm-hmm. when really it was just a want. Mm-hmm. So what do you think on that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That bad, that hit me. Hold <laughs> on. I'm trying to get right. Um, honestly, yeah. I think with that situation a lot, there is always going to be a difficulty in casualty because mm. you can't always, you never know. Mm. Life is so unpredictable. You never know when somebody going to die. Like you never know mm-hmm. when you gonna get, when, if that's the love of your life, you just don't know. You just kind of go with the motion. But I don't think the love of your life will be rejecting you like that though. You feel me? Um, I'll tell you this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think <laughs> no scratch that not the love of your life the love you're supposed to have the love you're supposed to have yeah. I feel like ooh yeah mm. cut her no bars uh no <laughs> <laughs> I feel like with rejection there's redirection mm. and Let's get into it. so <laughs> with rejection there's redirection and I'm learning a lot of that in my faith in my faith walk with people that I love dearly. And even within my family dynamic and things of that nature. And a lot of people that rejected me wanted me later on after Mm. I didn't want them. But Mm. when I think back about the rejection, I was thinking that maybe at this time I wasn't prepared. Mm -hmm. Maybe I wasn't prepared to deal with a person this way. Maybe I was already giving myself too much of something that I, that was just, it was just too much. It was too much in the pot. So say for instance, um, with, Miss Parker, for instance, mm-hmm. she had her daughter. Mr. Ogilvy wasn't doing that. He had his non-negotiable. Look, mm-hmm. I don't want to date a person bigger than me. I, I don't I don't care how much love she's giving. I don't want it, the non-negotiable. Where the life thing started to happen, and, and I feel like this is what we do with a lot of people, is like yeah. when they stop the chase, it's like, yo, like what happened? Mm-hmm. Like you were chasing me. This became, mm-hmm. it just became like a... I don't know how to explain. Like it, it became, yeah, like it became, like you became numb to it. Like mm. that person chasing me all the time, and then after all of a sudden, like I mean, to all the people out there, look, <laughs> if you got cut off, I'm sorry, not sorry, <laughs> just saying, it was over when before it started. Just letting you know. Hey. Uh, that just that's on period. Um, and so I just kind of like put it in that lame's terms with him. Yeah. Because with him, he was like, no, she's always chasing me. She's she's always wanting me. But it's crazy because even through all the episodes, and this is real life, that every person that was in his life never lasted longer. Mm. So in the back of his head, mm. is he denying her or is he denying his feelings for her? Because mm. I think he started to produce feelings. And then after a while, when she just kind of like moved on, was like, she still had feelings for him too. But she mm-hmm. was like, it's best for me to move on based off of what I need mm. instead of what I want. Ooh, come on, come on. AC, you're glad you said that because it's getting into the meat of what we need to talk about. So today, I really wanted to shift things in a sense and talk about like mental and spiritual check-ins. So knowing how, knowing what's for you. 
So in that situation, he really didn't know what's for him. Because you know what I'm saying? If you have a sense of well, of self and just knowing what's purely connected to you and what's supposed to be for you, regardless of the fact if the relationship would have lasted with Nikki or not, he would have he would have been more receptive to give it a chance. You know what I'm saying? He would at least be like, all right, come on, let's go on a date. And actually meant it. Because there were scenarios where they went on dates, but they he didn't want it. It was already a forced uh, fixation in his mind mm, where it was like, good. I'm blocking this out. So I'm not really here, but I'm here type situation. And um, I feel like that's how we block a lot of our um, necessary experiences. And I not say needed experience, now. but necessary. Ooh, I had to sit back. Yeah. So, like, when you think about just things that you're supposed to have, like, regardless of how good life is and how God's going to bless you, you are supposed to experience pain. You are supposed to experience troubling times. You're supposed to experience those what if moments because in those you grow strength, you grow character, you grow discernment, you grow um, intuition, you grow uh, reliability, you grow even your vulnerability. And vulnerability, like I said in my previous episode, is not a weakness. It's a superpower, people. A superpower, my... um, Quote unquote independent folk, my quote unquote I can do it by myself folk, my quote unquote I'm so thug, I'm so hood, I don't need nobody to back me up type folk. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Let's get it. Mm. I'm, I'm completely agreeing with that. Like, you hit a node right there when you were like, it's a need for you to understand that it's bigger than you. Yeah. No matter whatever you do, no matter how you do it, um, and let's go a little further. Like when we start yeah. talking about generational curses, mm-hmm. you know, we trying to break them, but then we keep doing the same habit. It don't make sense. Mm. But then once you start changing then the people around you start changing, they start treating you differently and, and toxic behavior starts to change. And like, I always speak it out into the atmosphere. Um, big, like with God in mind, like, I don't want this to happen. This is not going to happen. Let's set this boundary. Let's let's mm. do this. And the biggest part that I that I'm noticing even in my walk and journey with God in mind is forgiveness and sorry. Mm. Pat like <laughs> sorry, Pastor Mike Todd, y'all need to watch that whole sermon. It hit. Sorry, <laughs> it just does. And it hits because he talks about forgiveness in the Bible and in different ways of scripture, but I like how he breaks down each piece and how to forgive you. Before you forgive anybody else Mm -hmm. and just learning what methods work for you. Mm. Like everybody has spiritual gifts in their own way. Some people Mm. have voice. Some people have scripture. Some people have word. I don't want a religion though. I I, I can't stand that. That's what's killing the world. Mm -hmm. Religion when we should just look at a relationship. So if I was sitting up a cross of a Buddhist, like I should be just be able to see the spirit in him, not the religion that he practices mm. the peace that he exudes mm. the um the initiative of even if he chants he still has an understanding that mm. the world is it's necessary for peace yeah and a lot of times we don't get taught that you know mm-hmm. we get taught the oh yeah we're just gonna the yeah. segregation yeah oh yeah that's and we put a name in front of what it is so a white buddhist mm. no just a buddhist mm-hmm. a white christian Mm-hmm. No, just a Christian. Mm-hmm. Black Christian, just a Christian. Mm-hmm. We have all these denominations with all these different um labels. Labels, yeah, like mm-hmm. and they're and they're really annoying and it, and they're very constricting. They don't mm-hmm. make you feel safe. So, mm-hmm. if you go against the grain, like you feel like you're going against everybody, which yeah. is not true. Like God has to speak to you for himself or exactly. herself or however people say, I like I say on my <laughs> on my podcast, whoever you pray to is whoever you pray to. 
I just want to make put that out there because I say he, some people say she, some people say the universe, some people say different things, and so I'll be saying I, the universe, I don't know right? Why. Like, so some people say everything that they need to do to help them secure themselves, yeah. And that's I feel like God is just a puzzle piece, and so a lot of times the puzzle piece just kind of connects, yeah. and it's not gonna go anywhere. Mm. It's beautiful how you said that. Um, so when we think about that, we also look at healing. Mm-hmm. So, in order to invoke healing, in order to really really create healing, that relationship is necessary. So, I know for me, for example, I look at healing as taking time to myself and really getting into the well, asking myself the questions. So, like for me specifically, I had a situation where I really lost. Uh, a potential friend. I said potential friend because they presented themselves in a way that made themselves open to wanting a relationship with me. And this is not an intimacy relationship, just a, a strictly platonic relationship. But they they were receptive to my wants. They made sure that they were listening, heard to. And they actually had questions about just like stuff that I was experienced in. And I was like, okay, so that's somebody who wants to be around in, in my life. So I I was just trying to be there for them. But then Slowly but surely, I found out that they were um, conditional. They only wanted a part of my life so they can live theirs. You know what I'm saying? They were fixated off of pieces of me so they can create the person that they wanted to be because they saw a gleam in my eye Mm. that they wanted to use to shine their life. You know what I'm saying? So really, when we look at healing itself and you look at spiritual healing, you have to really ask yourself those questions and really negate the bullshit like mm-hmm. um a great question i even asked myself i'm just be real blunt to it like i was asking myself are you healed like am i am i healed and i'm like no i'm not healed but i am i'm admitting of it i'm i'm open about it i'm open to accept emotions but i'm not open to accept hurt i'm not open to um fall on my ass i'm not open to that but i'm open to a possibility of trying to create more i'm not scared to try Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are scared to fucking drive. Mm-hmm. So they get stuck in this, oh, I already know what's going to happen, so I'm going to do this. Oh, I already know what's going to be I come out of this situation, so I'm going to do this. And I feel like that's just sitting yourself in a puzzle piece versus mm-hmm. actually growing and evoluting yourself. That's good. You know what I'm saying? I agree. I agree. With, yeah. With healing <laughs> is such a, like, it's a continuous process um, mm-hmm. that people feel like... Um, and that's what a lot of practices sometimes I feel like teach you. Like, mm-hmm. hey, look, I'm going to heal real quick right now. And then I'm just going to kind of like go back to the way I was. Like, no, like healing takes a while. Um, and mm-hmm. I can honestly say with me, I ask the same questions too. Like, I'm like, have I healed today? Mm. Like, what have I done to make myself feel beautiful in places where I didn't? Mm. The biggest part was healing is where did it start? Mm-hmm. And how did it get to this place? Mm-hmm. Because I'm 26 years old and there's a lot of like burden that I carry whether I want to or not. Mm-hmm. But I carry it on a, honestly healing from family, mm-hmm. old family stuff that mm-hmm. they put on me that I never even wanted. Mm-hmm. And then through life. As you mm-hmm. grow up in grade school and, you know, people mm-hmm. are dying and mm-hmm. there's so many, un- oh, so many unforgiving moments where you're just like, dang, like, I could have done that different. But when you do better, you know better. Yeah. Period. Yeah. With healing, I, I would say that with me, it's the same with you mm-hmm. because I've had a lot of friends where 
we would be really close. We'd be really, really cool. But it's really disheartening because um, they would only want me for advice. Mm. Only want me for the healing part to help them. Yeah. But I can't help you if you can't help me. You can't pour into me mm-hmm. and then get mad because I have holes in the waters coming out. Or you exactly. want me to pour into you and I have nothing left. But I can't tell you I have nothing left because you're going to either. Okay, well, I'll talk to you later. Or the conversation is surfaced. Mm-hmm. We can never get to the root of it. If I want to vent to you, I, I need to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. As my friend, right? Yeah, exactly. As a person I consider yeah, exactly. a person that's platonic. Exactly. Because that's the part. I can't always talk to family about this stuff. Exactly. And then as a friend, like, I'm trying to heal. And, and that's why spiritual connection is really important. Mm-hmm. Because in that space, we don't even know half the time how it's rocking. Mm. How to come to pass, man. See, look. But the thing is with me, for my people who know me, know me. Like, I really don't play with words. So, like, certain words, if I call you my friend or I call you my homie or something like that, it, it, it comes with a, a certain connection to us. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I call you a friend, that means I'm familiar with you, but I know you on a certain level. Not necessarily means we're close, but, like, I know you, you know my name, you know something about my characteristics, you know what I'm saying? Like, so a friend for me in my case could be somebody who went to King Street Senior High. You know, or somebody who went to Allen University or Anderson University. Um, uh, a homie, a homie is somebody who knows a little bit about my personal background. A person who's been there for to see me fall a little bit. They saw me tumble, like stumble on some moments and be unsure about certain things. And I'm saying this to say, like, you, we live in a society where we're so quick to give somebody a, a label of admiration. Like, oh, I love what you do. Oh, I like who you are. Fuck that. Be raw. Be unapologetically uncut. Oh, like, you know what I'm saying? And that's why certain people don't really rock with me like that. Because, like, I'm so raw with how I say things. Like, if I don't like it, I don't like it. I may, not, I may, like, I may be cool with you, but I don't like what you do. So I disassociate myself with the things you do. Mm-hmm. Not with who you are, but with just with the things that you do. Because it's just not for me. It's not serving who I am right now. Mm-hmm. You feel me? That hit right there. You feel me? So it's that just like... Right there, yeah. Yeah, and that, and I'm, I'm, I'm cutting close. Because, like, really, when it came to, like, me going home... I stop associating with certain people because it's like I know what it's going to end up to. Like, if I know if I go in the car with you, I know we're going to get in trouble. Like, I know I'm going to probably get stopped by the police. Or I know we're going to wind up doing something and we ain't got no business doing. And somebody going to catch us and you're going to be in bigger trouble, like, type situations. So it's just like really being honest with yourself. Like, is that is that situation serving you? Is that person really there for you? A person can say all day and night. Like, think about this. Like, think about this. Like, real talk, real talk. All y'all. Like, my fellas. I'm going to break it down for fellas and female. Okay, so my fellas, you know how you tell that girl what you need to tell her so you can get that. You know what I'm saying? I think about being honest enough to be real so she can trust you enough to really give you what you want. You know what I'm saying? That's the same thing. That way you don't have to lie. That way you can be you and still do you without having to give a cookie-cutter version of what you think she want to hear. Because at the end of the day, everybody wants honesty. Now, my sisters, on the other hand, 
Now, these girls that you hang around or these girls that you aspire to be around, you don't have to cut your version of who you are just to be with them. What you could do is honestly be yourself and invoke a passion and scrimp characteristic in you that is super strong enough so they can respect you enough to really want to know about you and be amongst you. It's not necessarily who you know, but who you are. You feel me? And once you create that scrimp and you build that within yourself, people are going to align that's for you and that are supposed to be there. And that's what it's really all about when it comes to friendships, relationships, all that BS. You feel me? That's good, bro. Yeah. That's good. I was mad <laughs> at it. Like, you, yeah. you took it there. Um, I can yeah. say my little point, like, when it comes down to that, like, I started at one point <laughs> for me, and I've been learning that all through COVID, the people-pleasing syndrome. I'm going to say it one more time for the people in the back. People-pleasing mm-hmm. syndrome. Yeah. I'll tell you this really quick because I've been through it. I'm used to doing it. People-pleasing syndrome is like if you don't want to go somewhere, but you do it anyway because you don't want to be by yourself, loneliness is key to get to greatness. Point blank, period. You're going to be lonely in places and in spaces you don't want to be lonely in. That's how life is going to be. You can't have everybody with you. You can't carry everyone with you because those people have baggage that they ain't trying to let go. And if you're trying to let go of the baggage and they're not trying to let go of the baggage, it doesn't make any sense. Mm. Um, And so I'm just kind of like at this place where people pleasing doesn't work for me. The word Mm -hmm. no is very important. Amen. And it helps. It's helpful. It's insightful. And it gives you a boundary that's necessary and a power. The word no is so powerful to the point where it shuts down anything that anybody could think at that moment. It shuts down the whole plan. Amen. So if me and a person is supposed to go somewhere and I know that I don't feel good about it, your intuition, gut intuition is very important too. Discernment. And discernment. Mm-hmm. Period. <laughs> but your 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 the way you feed your soul is like that's a part. The conversations you have, yeah. everything. And so when I was like, mm, I don't want to do that. People were like, what? Um, why? And get offended now. Mm-hmm. Get straight up offended. Like, we done killed your cat, your dog, your mama, your grandma. Yeah. We done killed somebody in your family. Mm-hmm. No, nah, we didn't do it. We just hurt your feelings a little bit. The word was no. Because you're used to me saying yes. And it's okay to be very... Hold on, hold on. Before we get into Before you continue, you got to take a quick commercial break. So, hold it right there. And welcome back to the Issue Podcast. Thank you for listening. Now, let's can you please let these people know what you was talking about again? Hey, y'all. Welcome back to The Issue. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, it's not my podcast. This is his. So, um... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I had to slide a joke in there. But, um... I'm going to get back to what I was saying. And I was talking about people-pleasing and how it is a detriment to life. And, and one thing that I kind of, like, low-key want to start off with saying, like, in a question to propose... Mm. Can people pleasing and helping more helping others more than yourself get in conflict with your healing? Mm. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. <sighs> Sorry. I had a little sip sip. But um nah, I feel like in general, yeah. Not in general, that's a lot. It it depends on your mission. Everybody has specific dimensions and goals and stuff set for them. So that's why I say your mission. Um, maybe you want to actually heal yourself from a trauma that you have or create a better future for someone else. That may be your whole mission. So in that case, no, it's not wrong. But in the cases of actually healing yourself and doing more work inwards, 
it, it it's kind of kind of productive because you're building a wall of construct because every time somebody needs you or every time someone may be having a resource that needs to be filled by your service, you're not able to really be there because you need to really hone in and fix that that piece that needs to be worked on within you. And don't think just because you learn a lesson or you experience something that you're healed or you learned it. No, you just become aware. You've built awareness. You understand the situation that has happened so you know what to do or how to adjust the next time it does. Um so those are the the, the big pieces I feel. Um I think another thing too when we look at like just a spiritual check-in, it's really just asking yourself like, we're not even asking yourself. Well, like I said before, asking yourself those hard questions. So when we look into asking yourself those hard questions, uh, I gave the example for me, um, like relationships, relationships with myself. Like, Brandon, do you actually have a good relationship with yourself? Um, a lot of people give the superficial answer of yeah, because it's such a um, passive way of looking at things. We're real passive. We don't really like to deal with emotion and stuff like that, especially us men, especially us damaged women. Um, I feel like in general, for me, um, I'm okay at times, but then again, I'm I'm hypersensitive about certain things, a lot of things that's dealing with my my growing up, because, you know, certain things I really wanted to experience, but, you know, God didn't allow me to experience because he wanted me to have an awareness or to have a certain feeling or empathy about it at this age and this stage in my life as a man and really pour in my resources and my caring and my my service for it now. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So it's all about the construct, not necessarily the destruct of how you are developing, how you go into just your mannerisms of self. Um, and I think that's a part of it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. how you look into it? Like, um, ask myself the hard questions. I'm doing a lot of that. I'm going to be very, like, open and honest with you guys. Like, I'm being, I'm asking myself the hard questions. I think those are harder because you're asking them for yourself. You're not actually helping someone. Mm-hmm. So, so if... if, if just to help the people get a sense of it, because we talk about this so vaguely, mm-hmm. let's give them some examples. So yeah. you give them one and I give them one. Yeah, so um, one example is my the biggest part for me that I feel like society has taught me and life has kind of taught me a little bit and re- other relationships with friends and significant others and family, um, a self-image. Mm. You know, like, can I ask myself, do I feel beautiful today? Mm. do i feel good today like Mm. did i wake up like feeling extra happy or did Mm. i wake up feeling sad like what emotion am i having today Mm -hmm. um and sometimes it's just sitting in the presence of just sitting by yourself um Mm. in a lot of in, in in a lot of ways looking into the mirror when you're like naked and there's nobody around or you're in the bathroom and you're like, Hey, you look bomb. Like, it's just stuff like that. Um, little, little, little tidbits of encouragement also helps. Mm -hmm. But I feel like asking myself those hard questions are kind of like when I'm not at my best. Ooh. See, when you said that, I thought of, um, I learned this in a past relationship, but just like really being there for myself mentally, um, I asked myself this. I was like, do you really, um, how can I be real specific? Do I really inspire myself? Do I really 
motivate myself to be better because like as a man growing up in general i always had looked for that future partner or that that person to do that for me to be my restart button or be my person that just get me up there you know what i'm saying yeah but now i just realize it's very important it's very mentally healthy it's very independent for you for you to do that for yourself because um it builds a construct and it builds a dependency, especially emotionally, especially developing yourself as an adult or a young adult or whatever stage you're at in life. Because you even have people that are in their 40s still struggling with this development mm, to good. to really know themselves and really be at a point of self-sufficiency. Because we talk about self-love, but it's not just admiring yourself, but it's actually saying you know what? You will get that job because you're able to know who you are. You're able to speak intelligently and not because of your education, but because of your actual knowledge before the way you acknowledge things, for the way you actually punctuate things, for the way you are experienced in the certain different aspects of how you live your life. And I think that's how you really cool the uncommon waters of life and those uncommon waters of anxiety, pressure, um, standards um statistics all these different things that just hit you in different ways and different avenues you know um i all like agree with all of that like that was like yeah. so good dude. <laughs> i was sitting there like oh man like the layers of that um yeah. and how many tangents you can go on about that um and you're correct like something that you said really stuck out to me when it came down to just like the standards that you set for yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and one of those things that I'm even seeing now is just failure. Mm. That's a big one. Like all during Mm. COVID people are talking about failure and like Mm. saying it's okay to fail. Um, and whoever out there like doesn't have the drive right now. And you're listening to this podcast and you're listening to us. We fail all the time and failure comes it's just, what do you do when the failure comes? Mm-hmm. How do you handle it when the failure comes? How do, mm-hmm. you, how do you put it in like mm-hmm. your mind to be like, dang, like, all right, this failure came, but maybe this was a, this was a block for the next time mm-hmm. when I do something else. Or this, this was a lesson for what I'm coming up against. Because one thing about me that I've learned a lot was that my failures taught me a lot about myself and what I didn't want to do next time. Mm. Even if I didn't really mean to do something Mm -hmm. or if I didn't put it in that way where I thought that's what would have happened or, Mm. you know, failed relationships, failed conversations. There's so Mm. many failure around us Mm. that we don't even acknowledge it. And it's okay to sit in that moment, dude, like, and just be like, yo, I failed this time. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's where the healing of others comes in. That's where the healing mm. of loving like other people sometimes can come in. Mm-hmm. Um, but not giving so much of yourself. But then you also, like I said, you got to know who pours into you. Because mm-hmm. everybody who's pouring in ain't ain't trying to give you that back in return. Yeah. It's beautiful how you said that. Because like how you said, the failure. And a lot of us are scared to fail. Oh, that's good, dude. And and then the thing is, the so construct good. of education itself, it makes you believe that when you fail, you are wrong or something is wrong with you. Yeah. But I'm here to let you guys know, as well as just in general, when you fail at something, bro, it's freaking okay, sis. It's oh fucking K. Right. Like, you're learning. Nobody is faulting you for learning or trying to do something. That's what's wrong with society day, today and now. 
Like, you have to be perfect. You have to do this right. No, fuck that. Fuck it up a couple times. Like, literally, when you're trying to fucking tie your shoe as a kid, you fuck it up. Like, you create a knot or you just tie one lace. And then you begin to understand how to actually intertwine and build a method of how to actually tie it. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So what I'm saying to you guys is have the bravery to actually try things. Don't allow people to belittle your mindset or belittle your vision just because they see it as a not making sense or it just may not be right at the time. But don't worry. It's it's going to come in time. If it's truly meant for you, hell, I'll put it even better for you. If you create it in your mind, you can create it in reality. That's good. You know, That's good right there, dude. That's yeah. a mindset thing. It's a mindset yeah. shift. Um, and... One thing, like, to even piggy off of that, like, failure is definitely ingrained. Um, Mm -hmm. It's definitely a mindset shift that you have to, you have to break old habits. Um, A lot of times in my spiritual walk, like I said, God, I just want you to break my heart to men with yours. But sometimes Mm -hmm. we got to break up with failure for real, for real and break away from it to men with greatness. Because a lot of times in, in, in all these cases, like, Bill Gates and all these millionaires, Tyler Perry, they've mm-hmm. fallen plenty of times. Denzel oh. Washington, like they've fallen. Like, I mean, that's only to name a few. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people that you see on social media um, that 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 is really big that I'm seeing is that everybody's being so vulnerable, but nobody likes it. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes their vulnerability. They're mm-hmm. like, dang, well, I thought you were perfect. And, you know, you got a Birkin bag and you got this big house and you got this big mansion. No, it took me a while before I got here. Mm-hmm. Don't look at my success. Look at my failure. Mm-hmm. But if we don't show it enough, who's going to see it? Mm-hmm. I fail. We mm-hmm. fail. We fail here in a place where we're just chilling right now trying mm-hmm. to figure out who we are. Mm-hmm. But imagine those people that uh, as many times as like... Prime example, Oprah. Like when I was looking at her story as a as a as a young African American woman, I was kind of like, wow, I was taken back. All the TV shows that did not want her to host, all those places mm. that she didn't want to, that there was a, in failure, there comes progress, mm-hmm. and the success comes in that progress. Um, I've you know seen like so many people where um, they started something and they just quit. You know, Mm. like they just quit it and it's okay to like quit crap that you don't like. Mm -hmm. Um, That's something that is very ingrained in us as well, alongside with the failure. So if you Mm -hmm. quit, you're a failure, not necessarily. Exactly. You're quitting because you're like, yo, I'm wasting my time that I know I could be doing something else. Exactly. I know I could be doing something else. And then people tell you that you're, well, you never completed it. Dude, I did. I stayed a broker for like six years. Come on, come on, and they because they, it's like they have their their fixed um, their fixed um, vision of you on you. You know, Ooh, what I'm that's saying? good. So it's like on the other episode, I talk about like perceptions. People have their their vision of you, the ideal of you, and they think once you surpass that or you don't feel that quality or that duty, you're not doing your 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 um your will or your purpose. But hell, who's to say who? Who's to say that? Like you are the creator of your your destiny, your your purpose, your everything, your faith. So I just I just believe in just like I don't know, just creating your own path, man. And then honestly, like <clears throat> for my people who like to show off and stuff, it's cool. But like really, like you don't gotta do that shit. Like let your work speak for itself. Like sometimes you don't necessarily have to tell people what's going on for them to know what's going on. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Now. Like just. 
for my people who are listening to me, like some of you who don't even know me, like you don't have to hear me to sound to say that I'm black by the way that I sound. You can tell by in the demeanor how I carry myself that I'm black or how that I actually focus on certain issues. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's just like knowing yourself enough to know that you can create a connection with you that is so strong that no other entity other than God can um, mend it or break it. You know what I'm saying? So get to that point. And that's going to push me to the last point that I want to talk about with the spiritual check-in. Like relationship, like building a relationship with your entire self. Ooh. Not your part of yourself, but your entire self. So we're talking physical. We're talking not just spiritual. We're talking mental. We're talking about like tangible touch, like the things that you actually are around your society, your, your community, the things, the, the information that you breathe into you, the culture that you that you live around. And I hate this, bro. I'm speaking for my brothers, bro, because I came from this shit, bro. Like, and I'm person because I really mean that talk, like, bro. I don't give a damn where you come from. Like, if you came from a fucked up situation, like, you stayed with your grandma or, like, you was around gun violence, drugs, like, prostitution, all that shit, that don't mean nothing. That is not you. That, I don't care, bro. You can create and build whatever you want for yourself. You just have to have will. You just have to have determination. And you have to want it bad as you want to just be who you are. That's good. And you're going to be who you are regardless of whether you want to or not because it's your personality. You may not like the stuff that you're around, so you try to do other things. You may be into science. You may be into fucking hair for all the fuck. Who cares? Like, it doesn't define you. So don't let people labels define you. So, like, say, for instance, if they call you gay for, for you being a man that like to do hair, bro, who cares, bro? Build upon that and do something to help you better your situation. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, no, brother. The tension was necessary. Like I felt the passion there. Like, and I mean, I I could understand. You know, like even in growing up in a uh, West Indian household. Shout out to guy GT Nation, GT Mm -hmm. Nation, um, Mm -hmm. Guyanese Nation. Um, and that's the top of South America. I'm not gonna go through that whole Mm -hmm. spill, but Mm -hmm. even with that, you know, my grandparents came here with nothing. Mm -hmm. Like. Like, not nothing, but they, they started from the ground. Like, mm-hmm. grandmother came here at 15. My grandfather reminded me a couple of days ago that he had been he had been in America for 50 years of his life. Mm-hmm. And that's an opportunity that people are waiting to have. Because in America, we have a lot more freedom than they do in all these other countries. You know, with Nigeria and SARS going on. Um, Honduras mm-hmm. and the lack of... Mm. resources pray like for nigeria yeah pray for nigeria pray for honduras pray for all these places that mm. pray for the motherland yeah man pray for yeah pray for africa like that's that's big that's major and mm-hmm. there's so many different things that are going on that kind of entitle itself into that but the biggest part that i like when you said the relationship and just being who you are um it was something that brought that was brought to my attention about like the parts mm. That every day, one of the parts are going to connect. So the hand connects to the shoulder. The shoulder, like every part of your body is connected for a reason. And that's how your whole entire life and being are sometimes. Sometimes they don't connect with each other. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the nerves in your hand won't work. But 
your hand, you can still move them, but doesn't mean you can feel. So mm. it's like, what are we allowing ourselves to really mm. be around? And, and, and the biggest thing, too, like, I encourage everybody, if you ain't do it sometime this year, you need to unplug from Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, all these places that you give time to, to look at these celebrities, to look at these people, to look at family, to get approval. It's okay to unplug, because mm. I did it for a couple of weeks, and people were like, Oh, well, blah, 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 blah. And kept bringing up Facebook. I was like, I'm not on there. And it felt good to say it because I was able to think. I was able to work mm. on the relationship building within myself entirely. Yeah. Mentally, physically, emotionally, um, uh, conversationally. Mm. Ooh, come on now. Come on, yeah. Like, conversationally, mm. how I have my conversations. Mm. What way do I tailor them? Do I want positive or do I want gossip? Because I mm. felt like when I started disconnecting, more people started to come my way because they hadn't seen me prove something to them that wasn't actually going on. Mm. And that's the part that's funny because mm. it's like everybody, as soon as they say, oh, she's good. She's on Facebook. Okay, somebody could have just died. You would have never known. You didn't call. You didn't check. You just saw it. Everything was good. I posted something real positive and kept it moving. Mm-hmm. And something that's major, Um, shout out to all my friends right now, but even your strong friend that's sitting right here next to my other strong friend, mm-hmm. um, we have issues too. Okay. And if you don't call and check, if you don't feel like our the relationship is necessary, that we need to have those conversations, then that means we don't need to be friends anymore and we've moved past. We've grown past each other in that way. Because mm. in this life, mm. before I get to the million dollar status that God has shown me or mm. the husband that God has shown me or any speak. of these you things, speak. bro, you like, yeah, you, you can't be in my way. Yeah. And I'm not going to allow you to stay there because you're stagnant in a place where I can fill it with more love of myself or give somebody else love that needs it and that they will give it back to me. Come on. So that's... That's really, like, difficult to do um, with the relationship thing. But, like I said, unplug. Start doing things that you love, like you said, that you're passionate about. If you like doing hair, like, there's some women that love, you know, making crochet. Like, mm. there's this little boy that mm. I was I was so inspired by him. He's 12. He mm. loves doing crochet. He was adopted, and he just does crochet miles a minute. He makes money off of it. Mm. There's money you can make off the gift that's already built inside of you. Mm. Point blank. Mm-hmm. Point blank. And we have to know what that is. But if we don't nurture it, get a mentor. Um, Hey, we believe in therapy. Just saying. Preach. Therapy is so important. Yes. And I don't care what age you are. You feel like you don't need no help. That's fine. You don't have to go to the church. You don't have to go to the mosque. You don't have to go to all these places. You can go talk to a therapist if you want to. But if you feel comfortable talking within your religious piece, you can. I'm not saying that there are options. There are more options out here now based off of COVID. There's virtual. You don't have to go inside, but pay for it. Exactly. If you can pay for your son or your little child or whatever to get these little baby Jordans and they only going to wear them a certain amount. Come on. But there's no money in their trust fund account and Come they ain't on. got no money in their bank account. You better. And you ain't got no money to really spend, but you standing in line. Freaks. But then you're beating, you're, you're talking crap to your boyfriend because you grew up in that home, but you're not, you, you're picking up on it. He's not a bad person or she's not a bad person or... You know, gay, lesbian, whatever relationship you're in, they're not bad people, but you're just not in the place that you need to deal with this right now. Mm. You wonder why, come on. Come on. You wonder why, like, you you wonder why the generational curse is not breaking. And it's not starting with you. And it's not it's not going to finish with you. It's because you keep carrying the same patterns that you were given Mm. instead of dropping them off. You have never dropped them off. And I'm learning this. Like, 
the way we change is the way that our peoples are going to change. If they don't change, that's fine. You mm-hmm. just got to leave them where they are and love them from afar. Because a lot of times we be trying to, mm-hmm. I, I can't stand it, boy. I can't stand it. Oh, yeah, I made it. Like, and, and I'm watching like different stuff now that I'm back on social media. But this pro athletes were talking about like once they got signed and drafted, like they were saying, yo, we all made it. And he was mm-hmm. like, I felt obligated to take care of everybody. Mm-hmm. And he said, it's just funny how everybody keeps calling and everybody keeps texting. Who? Come on. I know it's coming. Come on. But a lot of people, this is the thing when it comes down to healing. Before you even got to this process, and I'm just telling anybody now because this is to myself, this is to Brandon, this is to everybody who's listening to the Issue Podcast as well and future listeners as well. People see what's the greatness inside of you mm. already. Come on. So they try to stop it before you get there. Mm. That's why they bring the drama. Mm-hmm. That's why they bring the extra. That's mm-hmm. why they bring the representative. Mm-hmm. That's why they bring that false version of themselves. Like they care about you and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They bring all that just because they're not, they don't want you to move past them. And sometimes breathe. you have. And mm-hmm. I had to really look at that. I said, the conversations, I don't want to keep having these. Like these are, they're not going anywhere. It's like yeah. we're talking in circles. Like, yeah let's talk about something else can we talk about let's uh, go real yeah yeah something real let's go on a trip like Mm -hmm. you know something you know like let's do something else like we talk about the same thing same people and they're not in my circle they're not in my life they don't even know me i don't know them and it's okay to block people too if that works for you consists sis bro i had to block a lot of people come on block 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 off of social media (laughs) off the phone come on the text messages the conversations and in and, all and honesty, with that relationship, the conversational relationships propel you forward to success. Mm-hmm. If I'm talking to you, like right now, Brennan and I are chopping it up because of the issue. But when we talk outside of this, we really do talk about this stuff. Exactly. And it really, if I can't have that conversation with him, then I know it's just, hey, look, I'm good for the podcast. That's good. We know our relationship. Yeah. But we know at the end of the day, like, we're, for, yeah, like we yeah. feed each other, like, and it's, yeah. it, it's all about being, feeding the soul. And then yeah. understanding that if he can accept me right now where I am, when I'm elevated, I don't mind attaching him to me. And mm-hmm. a lot of times we don't realize the people that we're attached to can either get great. We can either get good fruit or bad fruit because you can put in all the work and all that stuff, but you ain't get that gunk out. You wondering why the tree rotten, but you got one rotten thing like you you mad at your family member for all this time because they did something to you and you've never forgiven them. So, hey, the holiday's coming up. Don't hold that malice. Too many people are dying. Come I'm on. not saying forgive them today. I'm not saying go ahead and text them a solemn story. Really forgive yourself for whatever the action was and then really forgive them. And then when you forgive them, then you'll see it from their perspective. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we need new vision. Mm-hmm. We need new vision. We need new glasses. Come on. We need new mindset. We need a new refreshness. And so COVID taught me like a lot of stuff and just being able to be with like-minded others. And Mm -hmm. it it makes so much sense because I felt so lost. You know, that's where the depression comes in. That's Mm -hmm. where the anxiety comes in is because you feel like, damn, like, where have I been? Mm. Where have I been? Like, you know, let's get real for a second. Yeah. The moments when you're in your room and you're by yourself and mm-hmm. ain't nobody checking on you. Yeah. The so-called friends, like shout out to the ones that did check on me, but yeah. the so-called friends that I thought we were cool and I'm the strong friend and you could always come to me, but I'm 
battling with anxiety right now or I'm battling yeah. with depression or somebody said something and at this point like I'm thinking in my head like I don't even want to be here and mm. why why does my existence matter mm. why does it matter like what 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 difference does it make it's not like anybody cares mm-hmm. and and that's the that's you would hate to have that feeling um and that's why I said therapy is so important in learning those coping mechanisms and the trauma and what has been traumatizing to you and mm. how how to address those things. So, like, the other question I would, like, kind of propose is, like, who I know all parts are important. Yeah. But in your opinion, because of COVID, what part do you feel like that you're listeners or yourself or friends alike mm-hmm. family to mm-hmm. um that they should like what area do you feel like they should start with mm. it's kind of like a two-piece part mm-hmm. uh or really three layers um i say three layers because it's your mind your heart and then your spirit um, your mind because you want to protect your development, your development and how you actually acknowledge things, your development for what you feel is right and what you feel is wrong. Um, I'm not going to be real broad on it because I want you guys to create the spectrum in that sense. Um, your heart, your heart, because I want you, I don't want you, you should want to have a passion. In COVID, you can have a passion and still create the functionality that you need to fulfill yourself and your needs, as well as the other people around you. You affect people by just the, by the moment they look at you. Mm, so, um, if your heart desire is to literally just see people smile, you don't have to be a comedian, but what you can do is just smile back, regardless of how your day is feeling. Regardless of how you may feel, because sometimes you just be tired, bro. You don't even be like, you know what I'm saying? Just smile. Just do a little grin. Or just think about a funny moment. Like, life is just beautiful. I, and I know it has fucked up parts and we have fucked up people in it. But people laughing by myself all the time. Exactly. But the thing is just to like, you know, just smile. Give, give, give appreciation. Appreciation fills your heart with joy. Um, I know that's what I used to did at the beginning level. It just my relationship with myself, I I really predicated on appreciation because I remember when I didn't have shit, like, appreciation got me so far. Like, just being happy to be alive because it was at one point in my life I really didn't think I was going to make it, bro. And, um, yeah, that just got me there. And and when I say, um, I said the three parts, I said spirit. Did I say spirit? What you else? said mine. Body. Mm-hmm. No, that's not. I said. I said mind, heart, mm-hmm. and then what it was. And then you said spirit. Okay, say so your spirit. So, like in your spirit, this is just connecting energy for my folk who are not there. Um, spirituality is just basically the being of your essence. So, when you think about energy, when you think about um the fluid cautions of motion like how you are able to move and people are able to feel you in a room before you're actually even in there that is a spiritual connection and touch so when it comes to that construct i i would definitely say just you know meditate and if you don't know what meditation is listen to some of my prior episodes i get real detail of in it but i give you a quick little bio of what it is it's just doing nothing focusing on nothing 
and just clearing your mind from the bullshit, even the good shit. Just like literally just being alone and just being one with your surroundings. And that's how you curate that. And another way for you to just connect your spirit, man, is just be around good people. That's good. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to necessarily know a person's life story to know that they're a good person. If they they walk around with a smile and they're really a good hearted, you can tell. You can tell by the way they talk and by the by the way they treat people. Those are the type of people you hang around, and that's the type of way. I mean, those are the type of people you hang around, and hey, being around those people and meditating, you're going to be able to build that spiritual relationship and build that that being or that next evolution of who you're supposed to be. That's good, dude. Yeah. No cap. Like, that was that was some good spiritual food right there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I agree completely with Brandon on this one because it's like you got to really understand there's levels to it. You know? Yeah. And even there's le- levels to it with your mind. Levels to the shit, young boy. Period. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. That meek. That meek. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. There's levels to it. And, and you got to understand that growth is necessary. Mm-hmm. And that's always important in that. You're always going to elevate and move as long as you let it. You only stay stagnant as long as you let it. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and things are just moving. Things are shaking. COVID is really taking people a lot out of the... But you know, a big thing we forgot to cut us on? Yeah. Fear. A lot of people are afraid. You got to watch my podcast on fear. Mm. Um, You got to listen to it. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm thinking, am I, am, I, am I putting things in the atmosphere? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to listen to my podcast on fear. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what? Yeah. Um. And what is it and why is it so important for us to fear? Like, why do we fear things so bad? Like, mm-hmm. and I think that, like I said, yo, society has taught us a lot of crap about fear. Like COVID, people were wearing masks and wearing gloves. Meanwhile, whatever it was, they're going to transfer it anyway. Some people ain't changing the gloves. Like, it's just counterproductive. Mm-hmm. Um but a lot of people got COVID and RIP to a lot of people who have had COVID and died because a lot of people weren't able to be around their families, celebrate funerals, celebrate life, no nothing. And the biggest part that I realize is with fear, it's it kind of partners up. It discounts faith a whole lot. Mm. And it discounts come on. Ooh, and it discounts fullness. Anything with the F to me that has like abundance. Word to it, like fullness, favor, <laughs> faith, fear discounts, all of it. Because you're not, you're so fearful that you're wanting to, okay, like mom didn't do it. Dad didn't do it. So I'm going to do it. But I just don't, you know, self-sabotage. Mm. We talk, I talked about that with like my community, all like people that I'm cool with and they love me and I love them and good people that I'm around. Mm-hmm. We were talking about that. And there was like, dude, like self-sabotage It's real easy to do. Because oh, yeah. as soon as we see something and it might be a little difficult, we're mm-hmm. like, Mm-mm. I don't want to do it right now. Well, we all got a way to question it. Like, oh, I'll put it off. It starts with procrastination. Yeah. <laughs> it, really, it really do. It really do. And I catch myself sometimes even doing it to myself. Me too. Um, but you know what's so beautiful? I couldn't say about like me and you. Mm-hmm. We got people around us to keep us on track, as well as just the mindset. Absolutely. Like, what pushes me to go with anything I start or what I do is just like knowing that I'm already ahead of where I started at. That's good. Knowing that 
I'm affecting lives regardless of if it's on a big scale or a micro scale. Mm. Knowing that I'm making a change for myself, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm changing along with whatever the hell I'm doing. Whether it be something personal or whether it be something big that's helping other people. And it has nothing to do with me. I'm just a soul worker in it, you know what I'm saying? Just leaning into it. Yeah. So just, um, yeah, man. Be bold, man. Be bold. Be bold and, and be glad in it. Sometimes your boldness is going to intimidate people, but you got to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you have a calling on your life, um, in all general. No, don't, just don't say if you have. No. We all got We all got calling. calling yeah, but, go, but I'm just saying, if you have a calling on your life, that's specific okay. to a certain yeah okay, yeah like, yeah, yeah, like, 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 um if you got a calling on your life that's very specific according to where you're supposed to be doing where you're supposed to be going things of that nature yeah then do it because a lot of times people will tell you their own instructions of how you should do it but they don't have the instructions on your life. They don't have the blueprint. Yeah. Only you only you know what you've talked about or thought about. or And even if you try to tell them, they're not even ready for it. And they ain't started it how you did anyway. Even if they was with you in the fucking process. Like, nope. At the end of the day, you're a whole nother person, a whole nother entity. And I don't give a fuck how close they is, your girlfriend, your wife, hell, your kids. Don't give a fuck. It's just about like... Knowing yourself enough to know that you're making the right rules for you. Mm-hmm. And you don't got to explain everything. You ain't got to give people whys. You ain't got to fucking Ooh, ex- give explain. closure. That's good. Because all that bullshit is, I keep saying it. Yeah. I said this to Lexi a bunch of times. It's that entitlement. People feel like they're entitled to get closure from you. People feel like they're entitled to know certain parts and aspects about your life or why you move or why you say the things you do. You don't owe nobody nothing but yourself and God. If you, If they, you know what I'm saying? Well, if they didn't help create you, they don't matter. And even if they did, like if it's your mom and dad, at a certain level and a certain point, they know you don't owe them nothing either. Like you were grown up and you're an adult, you don't owe nobody nothing. And when I say you're a grown up and you're an adult, this means because I gotta be specific for my plain thinking folk. This means that you create your own sanctity. You got your own bills. You put food in your mouth. You put food. You put clothes on your back. You have your own place that you're paying for. Your own driving vehicle that you pay for. Right. And this does not label like um label you to having your own substantial things, but just like you create your you create your own sanctity. Right. That that's when you're grown. That's when you don't need validation from people who think they can tell you what to do and how to do things. You feel me? Yeah. So that's all I got to say. No, but like <laughs> even on that, like I, that's that's the craziest part. Because like the way I was going to take it was this. It's like, how are people going to tell you how to move when they stuck? Mm. Come on. That's family too, bro. Like we got to keep real. it a buck. We got to keep it real. Like real. we can't. Our, our, our parents mean well because they had a blueprint already in their head. Mm-hmm. But once we tell them what it is and you say, hey, look, I'm not doing that. Like I was saying earlier before, like we got off the live on Facebook. Um, it was the no. Like, I'm not doing that. Like your blueprint isn't working for me. And that's what I'm saying. If it's for you, it's not going to be confusing. It's going to be difficult. Don't Come get me on. wrong to get to where you need to go. But. You don't feel anxiety. You don't feel the pressure of, okay, it's got to be right. It's got to be correct. It's got to be dress right dress. Everything's got to be Preach. good. And I'm just kind of like walking like She's a robot. She's giving y'all bars now. You like, better listen. My sisters, my brother. Come on, come on. Walking like a robot. So mm-hmm. it's just like, I'm not doing that. 
when it's the plan that's for me. If it's something that I like to do, it's not so difficult to just kind of like get up and be like, okay, look, I'm going to do this today. And I don't feel any pressure by it. Um, And I'm learning that the approval of others is going to come from people that you wouldn't expect. Mm. And a lot of times it's the validation and the clarification that we look for Mm. is, and I, and I'm taking this away from ourselves. First it's ourselves. But when it talks about other people, we've have to look at the mannerism of what kind of compliments do we want? Mm. Do we want a compliment of having a good job of saying, Hey, good job to something that we've always wanted because mm-hmm. a lot of times it's the inside feeling like of, Hey, I want to valid. I, I need validation. And a lot of people need it more than others mm-hmm. um, based on off their dis- how they've lived their life, how they were raised and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But you start to really hone in. Like I, I just know like well, for some people, I believe it's a sense of security. Oh, that's good. Oh. And there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. But when you got to do it too much, yeah, bro. Yeah, that's just not gonna work. <laughs> that's why you gotta build it within yourself. I feel like in general, like even with a sense of security, you got people who don't want that. Like, Ooh. it's cool to tell me, like you you comfortable with this, but I want to surpass this shit because yeah. like you got adrenaline junkies, people yeah. who want to push and go to the next and go to the next and go to the next. So it's like in life, you need a piece of that too. Mm-hmm. So where do you put yourself? in a position or when at least do you put yourself in a position where I'm in a constant motion of escalating versus de-escalating mm. you know what I'm saying yeah 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 yeah, yeah. like like I think with it with even even in that facet you start like picking out what worked for you mm-hmm. you know some people don't like heights but mm-hmm. might end up liking heights I mean and this is true there are older people that are living longer than us because they want to live life. They never want it to end it. And if it's your time to go, it's your time to go. Sad way to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just really how life is. And some people are, they don't understand. Like, their purpose was done. It was finished. Um, but that's crazy. And I just, like, the thing that was in my head as you were saying, like I said, comfortableness and uncomfortableness is like a teeter-totter to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it just kind of, it goes up and down. Like, yeah, we can go up and down. And so like the teeter totter is just one of those things where it either is going to level out. I'm going to be uncomfortably comfortable or just uncomfortable at one point and comfortable. And so it's just a method of just knowing who you are and where you're going. And so it's just a journey. Everybody should enjoy their journey, good or bad or indifferent. So I'm ready for what's happening next with this podcast and all the rest of our businesses and ventures that we have. And I know everybody listening. Um, I wish you guys the same thing as well. Because I know it's gonna happen. I know it's gonna do it. I'm Amen. Like claiming that for you because for you might you probably didn't Big hear it facts. today. So yeah, you gotta claim it. Like even when people don't believe you. Um. So yeah, definitely. Uh, I believe that. So um, before we even get into that, can you please let these people know about your podcast, about your future ventures, and also about where they can follow you, please, man. Okay. Um. <laughs> so. My handles on Instagram is lovely Lexi G, so lovely L O V E L Y Lexi L E X Y underscore G on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, probably not so much on Facebook. I just I'm putting that out there for the people. Not so much on Facebook. Not saying I won't accept. I will. Um, Facebook. I also um have my podcast which is called the galaxy network dope on dope. Anchor. <laughs> on Anchor, such as well as um. 
Instagram. And so it's called The Galaxy Network. So it's T-H-E-G-A-L-A-X-Y-N-E-T-W-O-R-K um, podcast. So that's what it is. Um, my handle is there. And I think you'll just put it in the description. Yeah, that'll, well, be a lot, that'll be a lot easier. I, I got all <laughs> but, but all the spelling. You know, people don't like to read. So that's right. why I like Right. You know I know. Like, <laughs> right. I'm like, like look, you ain't look cooked on phonics. We're not going to do that right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, the Galaxy Network. And then I also have my photography page, um, the Afro Galaxy Vault, um, and which is on there as well. And what I'm trying to do right now is just really build my brand as a person, who I am, where I'm going, and just kind of like take people on a journey. Um, I'm going to start doing a lot more of poetry things and start really diving into that and songwriting and things of that nature. So I have a lot of creative things that I'm doing, um, but I'm just grateful for the endeavor and just I'm just happy to be here, dude. Like, somebody wasn't able to wake up this morning, and I was able to. So, I'm just extremely excited. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is. Like, I still have excitement at 10 o'clock. So, mm. I'm still excited. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But, yeah, you guys follow me on there. There should be some content coming soon. It, it going to be. You know, it should be. It's gonna no, be. there is going to be some content yeah. coming I'm gonna soon. I'm going to get on her head. I know, man. Look, he be getting on me. Uh, yeah, for real. Yeah, he be, he be pushing me. Uh, but I, but it, but But it's much love, much needed. Um, yeah, so definitely content is definitely, definitely coming soon. Um, I've been off a lot longer than what I needed to be. And anybody who's been listening to me so far just knows that it's been a journey, but the journey is well worth it. And that's really it. But I love you guys so much. I love the issue audience. Y'all always give me love. It's a family effort. It's a family effort. I want to thank each and every one of you guys for listening. I know this episode has been a little longer than my usual thing, but I wanted to bless you guys this time because I know I've been off of my game, but that's just only because of we've been trying to push the brand, man. I've been trying to do other things to escalate the team, um, give us more resources so I can give you guys more content and at a better volume. So I just truly want to thank you guys for just being patient with me, holding this down. Um, actually telling more people about us, actually being advocates, taking care of your own mental health, being responsible enough to not just listen to me, but actually take notes and just tell me about how you learned and how you grow and develop. I truly appreciate it. From the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate when you guys write into me, y'all tell me what, how this show affects you or how you were able to learn from this episode or that episode. So yeah, man, let's just do this together and keep on learning and growing. Um, before I leave, I, I used to do this thing in my first episode where I give you ending words of peace. So I felt like it's right this time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so let's do it. I'm going to do it. So um, I was on Instagram and whatnot, and I saw this um, minister. He was talking about like when um, God takes something out of your life that you wasn't expecting to lose. And it was something like, and this was something that you hold precious. So this could be something as precious as your job, that your stability, or this could be something as precious as your, your loved one. Can't you believe in God to give you a miracle that is just as um, amazing or unexpected? Mm. So keep that in your mind and keep that in your heart, man. And just know, no, and just know, pain don't last forever. But what does last is how you will let things feel, how you will let things affect you. So, um, be blessed, be bold, and be you. It's your boy Brandon Alexander. Like I always say, love, peace, and hair grease. I'm out.